You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight, we're talking about the 1992 comedy, My Cousin Vinny. You, no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. I'm Brian Elkins with me here tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Hello. And Mr. Jared Callen. Howdy. Hello, guys. How you doing? <laughs> I'm, do- I'm doing good. You guys ready to have some laughs? Chuckles. Yes. Some some comedy here tonight? Yeah. Have some chucks. I'm going I'm to try not to talk like Marissa Tomei the it's entire hard. movie. I it's know hard. It, it really is. Oh, you blend. <laughs> you blend, Jared. You fit in over there. Actually, I guess you would be the one that's not blending because you're not wearing headphones. Look at that. I, can, I mean, we're in the same room. I can hear y'all. I know. It just helps me know if I'm on mic or not. When's the first time you guys saw it? Uh, I first saw this film when I was a young child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the first movies that really sticks out in my mind. Uh, this is one of those movies that was repeated on cable and uh, for on probably TBS. And it was like constantly on. I think the first time I saw it, it was four by three. I saw it, you know, I don't know. Oh, you didn't get to see it in the theater? No, did you see this in the theater? Yeah. Really? Oh, I I didn't see it in the theater. Me and Vince went and saw it in the theater. Uh, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. Oh, yeah, the friend I couldn't be a friend with. All right, gotcha. That was something pre-podcast, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how old were you when you saw it? I see it came out in 92. Let me do the math here. Do you have a calculator? Anybody? (laughs) It's a really big number. Come on, you're not that Edit old. this out, Brian. <laughs> 14? You were 14. Okay, so as a 14-year-old, uh, for some reason, it, it like it, it captured me as a young kid. So at 14, did it like really get you? Oh, I loved it. Right, yeah. Um, and, you know, recently I watched it with my 13-year-old daughter. She loved it. Yeah, that was great. Fell in love with it immediately. It's got like a lot of humor and lightheartedness to it. It's, 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 uh, is this, this, this is after uh, Home Alone, right? Uh, yeah, this is after Home Alone. Home Alone was like, what, 1990? I'll go look it up. So I'm not, because I'm not a fucking 100% sure here. <laughs> Joe Pesci's not known for Home Alone? Damn. Wow. He's done a lot of things. Uh, yeah, 1990. Wow. Okay, cool. So we're getting into uh, lighthearted Joe Pesci at this point. And does he look too old for her in this movie? For, for uh, I, I, I always thought 
He Dude, Joe, Joe Pesci looks too old for anyone. Like, like, he's like uh, he's a cousin of Ralph Macchio, and it's like, wh- where's this twenty five year fucking gap it's come obviously, from? Obviously, I mean, I watched the. I've never. I keep uh, when I just watched this the other day. I'd never seen it in its original aspect ratio and in HD because I'd just seen it little square yeah. TV, pan and scan probably. But uh, obviously, dyed hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like holy fuck, stick dyed hair. Yeah, like they're working <laughs> to give him a look. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sent you guys a picture. Uh, it's not. It's not her most. But it's just some, something about. It's like the side profile of kind of when they when the, uh, they um, uh, Ralph Macchio and other guy are are talking about uh, the other guy's talking about leaving and finding a new lawyer. And he's like, you know, you know, you got to give Vinny a chance. You know, like uh, uh, my, my family. I, I come from uh, from arguers. You know, and then it cuts to a scene of uh, Vinny and uh, what's her name, Marissa Tomei. No, the the character. Anybody. Uh, Lisa Mona, Mo- yeah, Mona, Mo- Mona Lisa, Lisa. Mona Lisa. Uh, I forget what her last name was. Yeah. Anyways, very so, Italian last yeah. name. <laughs> it's like Vito or something like oh, that. Miss Vito. Yeah, Vito. Me, excuse me, Miss Vito. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <coughs> when it cuts to them arguing about the well, uh, no, 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 no. She can't turn into a sexy game. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, are you sure? And like, you know, she's like, yes, I'm sure. And she puts this fucking cute ass. Oh, it's like she's like, oh, I, I remember that doing. scene. In the theater, like just falling in love with that woman. She is so gorgeous in that scene. And then they get, like I said, they get in this like profile where you're just looking at the like curves of her lips and her just, I was just like, this woman is fucking amazingly beautiful. And then I look, just kind of pan to the left and I see Chapeshi's old ass. And I'm like, <gasps> I think that's part of the comedy though. Is it? I think that visual is. I think they're they're playing with that I, a little also bit. Th- well, maybe it's just also down know. to like these are really great actors in these roles. They they play these parts really well. So it's kind of we have to suspend disbelief. But god damn, she's out of oh, his and when, when she's doing that because she plays that like cute, sexy. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, man, she's on it, dude. Yeah, she won an, uh, an Oscar for it. Yeah, hey, you were Best saying there was something actually. controversial about that. Yeah, after she won, um, a bunch of people came out and said that Jack Palance, who read the uh, the card that had the you know the name on it for the winner, that he misread it and he was drunk. Um, and there was you know it was just a lot of speculation because she warned she was, it. <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> but of course, like the Academy has come out and said, like, no, there's the Price Waterhouse guys are off in the sides, and we saw that from what was that the year. La La Land won, but then didn't. It was really Moonlight. Right. So we see that, you know, if mistakes happen, they're going to fix it right there on on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's been nominated for, like, two other Oscars. I I, I was interested. I I forgot to look it up, but, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting movie that you think that 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 performance would... Because she's kind of a peripheral character. Peripheral? Am I saying that word right? Yeah, side character. Yeah, she's... Oh, yeah. Excuse me, I should dumb it down a little bit to words that I can pronounce. She's a supporting character. Leave peripheral alone. (laughs) She's she's a side piece. She's got too many side uh, (laughs) Anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I agree she shines. And actually, when you look at it, she's the crux of the whole thing. She's She's what... Uh, Vinny would never be able to do it without her. She's his like driving. Well, it'd be masturbation without her, right? <laughs> well, well, it, that, that is kind of like a weird theme that kind of comes up in the last act of the movie. Yeah, where it's like all of a sudden, like he needed help. 
Well, no, no, no. She's been helping him all oh, she, Yeah, it she, comes she, up she, the whole time. Yeah, she's she, wanting to help, and he's, she, like, pushing yeah. her away. She, she, she actually read the big-ass book, and he's like, oh, just this? When, like, when he hands him the book of regulations for law of, of, of the area, she's the one who reads it, and he goes to her twice in the movie. She's like, he's like, uh, what about, uh, you know, uh, uh, disclosure? Yeah. And, and he's like, where, where, where is that in that book? You know, I know, I know they, they have it and it, it's, it's manifested there in the beginning. But when we, when we get to the end, he's got some line like, I didn't want anybody to help me. Oh, right. But it's like, it's really just them. Oh, it's totally. Yeah. There's no like, I don't see who he's rejecting help from, from other people. No, or, her. She's it, it's wanting, her. she's wanting him to. I know. But at the end of the movie, like he gets help. From um, the guy that hired him or helped him out in the very beginning, and that's when he looks at her and he's like, "I didn't want help from anybody." And it, you know, it was just, no, I don't she, know. It was he was talking weird. about her because she's the one that actually, you know, uh, I know. But he was saying like, "I didn't want help from you" because he's been saying that to her the entire movie, like we exactly. said. Yeah, yeah. So when he says that at the end, it's like, "I didn't want help from that guy that taught me and gave right. me my opportunity." I didn't want help from him either. Right. And it just kind of came. I don't know. It just seemed like that came out of nowhere. Vinny tries to do everything himself, but he actually has to have, have the help of everybody around him. Yeah, which I guess is you know is what he learns at you know at the end with the court case. It's not right. just Marissa Tomei's character; it's all the knowledge he's built up from his fish out of water Southern tale. Right, his info about the grits, man, dude, mud and tires. <laughs> That's right; it all helps you solve court cases. How do you get mud in the tires? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, you, like, you ever heard of that? <laughs> like the first time I saw it, like when you know he pulls over and he's like, "What's this noise?" And, yeah, yeah. and the guy's like, "You got mud in your tires." Really? How you get mud in the tire? You know, he's like, it's a, it's a at, at fourteen, I was like, "Man, why is the guy being such a dick?" Dude's just <laughs> telling him you got mud in your tires. Because he stands out. He's he's an abrasive northerner. In the South. And then he was all confused about grits. I was like, dude, just eat the fucking grits. They're great. <laughs> I think it's funny, like little tiny. And I love the, I love the, uh, so like, you know, they come in to drop the grits down. He's like, what is that? And he's like, you ain't never heard of grits before? What is a grit? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I love that she's taking his picture. Like, eat it. Oh, oh yeah. Then it cuts back to the, to the guy behind the counter. And he's just like, fuck. And he just like walks away. Oh, there's so many great little things. It's uh, the menu, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, it's, my it's, gosh. It's very much a bit of a cartoon at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, very, it's very lighthearted, comedy, you know, family movie. It's got that feel. With lots of vulgar With lots of, oh man, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if it, how, how family it is. <laughs> you know, the the one thing that really makes this movie stand out uh, from other films that we've covered on the podcast is there's no villain. There's no bad guy in this movie. That, I, that, I take that, no, that, that's that's incorrect. They, uh, they, they, no, make, they make the judge feel like a bad guy. But he's not a bad guy. He's not. He's not, Oh, he's not, no. He doesn't have like any, he's, anything he's doing. He's bad. He's doing his job. Right. He, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I guess if there had to be an antagonist, it would be the prosecutor. No, but it, but yeah. he's not a bad dude. He's just doing his yeah, job. There's, he's there's also no just doing his job. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But it's, he, it, he it's is Vinny's opposition. Right. He, even the actual murder, that's solved off screen. Oh, I love that. You know, it's, it's, our, it's, it's in an age where the internet doesn't exist and these other two people are already in fucking custody. <laughs> they already have their fucking shit and all this whole trial is going on. Are well, it you makes you think, kidding like, me? <laughs> how many people did we fry before the internet? Right, exactly. Holy shitballs. Man, wow. thank God we have the internet now. 
does the prosecution's case hold water? <laughs> I, you know, I, I really like the uh, the anti-death penalty uh, jokes as well. Those were pretty good. Where they kept doing the... Um... <laughs> Apparently, they, they fry a new person every week in this city. Like, holy <laughs> shit. But something's wrong with the fucking electric chair? <laughs> no, yeah, no, he, he talks about that. And he's, he's like, I keep telling them, you know, they never fix it. They have to worry about those high electricity bills. <laughs> we like, keep how having to juice them like three times. <laughs> like, <laughs> And it, 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 it's happening so often that they're worrying about that actually costing extra money. Right. It's <laughs> like comparing the high electricity bills compared to just fixing the problem. Oh, that is so ridiculous. Yeah. Ralph Macchio's face there is pretty priceless, too. He's just like, what the fuck? I thought it was interesting watching it with my daughter because, you know, she's young and used to modern movies and man, she totally bit on all the old like cliche jokes like the one that she laughed at the most was when ralph macchio realizes that they're being arrested for murder right because you know originally he thinks they're being arrested for stealing tuna fish right and he's like whoa and he does that like cliched 90s whoa there's a beat and there's a realization yeah. like whoa <laughs> yeah and she totally just popped for it. Yeah, which is another uh, northern. Whoa, hey, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh, whoa. <laughs> you know, they, they do take uh, shots at the, the north and the south here. Yeah, the they movie. do. Yeah, they're, they're equal shots, I feel like. I think you have to have extreme character. You know, it needs to be exaggerated. Yeah. In, in, in this situation, it really, there are defined characters. They're, they're, no one's muddy. It's, it's it's very every character is very on point and defined in its own way. Even down to where you go into the bar and you know you've got. Uh, I love the two dudes that lost the bet. That yeah, owe them the money. Yeah, I can't remember uh, TJ or J, uh, JT. Yeah, whatever his name is. How do I know that's not a twenty wrapped around a bunch of ones? <laughs> He's like, like, hey, I got it. He's like, what what you got there? He's like, I got that's two hundred dollars. He's like, yeah, fan it out for me. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, I I kept thinking that was going to play back somehow at the end. It did, did it? All right, so he uh, he's pissed and and he's he's going back home. He 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 just uh, they they went they spent the night out in the middle of the woods and they went to the dude's cabin. But this fucking like screech owl, which is a badass scene in the movie, like. That yeah, noise, yeah. and then fucking like, was shooting. Bah, bah, bah. and he's like, "Yeah, I got that motherfucker." And then he goes again, uh, and they, they cuts, and they're out in the car, yeah. and then she's getting all oh, goddamn sick, dude. She's like, "This is so romantic," like that, you know. And she's all nuzzling up on him. I'm like, "Gosh, she is so fucking fine for his ass," like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's getting all hot up in that in that car, and then it cuts, and then he steps out and like fucking like, throws his suit in the mud. Yeah, he gets money. And then, so, anyways, he he's late. And he has to go get the other suit. Anyways, so as he's walking in to get changed, the other guy comes. He's like, I got it. I got your $200. And he, like, fans it out. And he just fucking just knocks the shit out of him. And, like, kind of ju- he jump up, jumps up in the air, uppercuts him, lays him out, snatches the money out of his hand and continues in. And, his, and the other dude's goofy friend's like, ooh, the dude with the neck brace. Yeah, so that's well, that's, no, I meant, I meant that's like, where he wraps that up. I know, but I thought they was going to, like, wrap it. It was going to bring come back into the, um, into the court case. Because you know how like well they every, do a good job. Though, everything of, like, else kind of almost kind of comes back into the court case. I thought they were going to bring it out. Oh, you were saying that had some, didn't. I think that was more of him getting his. Um, well, if you listen to like what Ralph Macchio says about him, and then it'll cut to like a scene where he he's dealing with those guys. You get to kind of see that attribute of, exactly. You know, like nobody pulls one over on a Gambini, and then it cuts to him going. An know, example of how this doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, that that. Clever editing technique. The same thing when I was talking about the arguing. Then it cuts to a scene of them, them arguing, arguing in, the, yeah. Yeah. in sexy, sexy time with her fine ass. 
<laughs> Brian, I'm telling you, man. I, you know, it's, hey, dude, it's an like, extremely well-written movie. You know, no, no, the, the, the writing's amazing, but this woman is fine, guy. Like, I, I, don't, you know, I was watching this movie, I was just thinking said, that, like... He said, fuck your ideas about the script. We're no, talking about a fine woman. Here, I haven't Vincent. seen a movie in a long time where I was just like, if I could go back... And do like, things all over do again. do things all over again. And, you know, <laughs> when did it come out? 92? 1992. I was seven. My seven-year-old ass. I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> Here, girl, why can you take the wrapper off my lollipop? Do you like Power Rangers? I don't mean I that like as a euphemism. I really, really want this lollipop. I did have the I've got a dragon sword in my pants. <laughs> I was watching her in the scene where she's, you know, climbing across the bed. Oh, and, man, yeah. And I, I had the random thought of, man, that's Aunt May in Spider-Man now. What? That's her? Yeah. Yeah. I need to go watch Spider-Man again. Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah, the new one. Not, I, I saw it. I, I, I saw it, you know, seven, eight months ago when it came out. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not picturing her for, for some, hmm. I got to know if I have like old lady boner for her. Oh, you, you should. Uh, yeah. Is she yeah. still fine as hell? Yeah. 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 Tony is. Stark seems to be very infatuated with Aunt May. Just cause. He's like, I saw my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> And she was good in The Wrestler, too. I didn't see that one. Yeah, she was, uh, she was nominated for that. Uh, that you you, should, in you the should see that. She's um she's in that a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Nice. She's really good in that. <laughs> yeah. You know who else is great in this movie? Uh, the Judge. What's his name? Fred, oh. Fred Gwynn. Well, Fred everybody's Gwynn. good in it. No, I'm just saying that. He, sta- he stands out as, like, extremely. Yeah, um, like, this and Pet Cemetery to me, are, like, the two performances that he was made for. Yeah, man. Oh, come on, dude. The monster, bro. Come on. Come on, the monsters. It's classic. <laughs> I always liked his little that goofy smile he did. Oh no, man! Like you know, dude, taking Adam's family and this. like fucking putting a spin on it and making something you know completely watchable at that time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, there's been a lot of hokey shit, but that show actually like holds up. And the fucking daughter on that, woo, girl, the blonde hair girl. What was her name? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, I can't remember, man. Uh, Anyways, oh, and the, and fucking uh, Al, Grandpa. Oh, play Grandpa Monster. Oh, yeah, the, Grandpa Dr- Monster, the Dracula guy. Al yeah. Lewis. I got to meet Al Lewis in in Orlando when I went to film school. And, oh, really? Uh, he was a real old man, uh, like like you would imagine Grandpa Munster would be, like for real. And he was just completely just super nice dude. He he was he was in my buddy's uh, short film, and it was terrible. And I felt so bad for fucking ninety year old Al Lewis. Anyways, super nice dude. But but yeah, man, Munster's totally uh, totally worth mentioning. Yeah, I, I, I always liked the Grandpa Munster on the uh, Super Scary Saturday on uh, TBS. I mean, you go introduce those old. I forgot fi- about that. 50s yeah, sixties. Yeah, that's amazing. Horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> straight up Savad, but like you know, fucking Grandpa Munster. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Pet Cemetery. I mean, come on, that's he, he's great in that. I mean, the the most rememberable line from that movie is his. What's which is what. Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Come on now, church. <laughs> I wouldn't go that way or whatever. Anyways, great. Uh, like, yeah, what do you say? Of course he was dead. He came up off the grass like <laughs> pulling something off sticky tape. <laughs> and like, and his his deliveries, and like even in like uh, later on in um, my cousin Vinny, as he gets more and more endeared to Vinny. Because he, first he starts off this big hard ass. He's like, you know, I here, here what, what's it, what, is it Georgia? 
Uh, it's Alabama. Alabama. It's, in uh, Alabama, we we believe in procedure, and we follow it to the letter. You know, and like, <laughs> like his favorite, deliveries are amazing. My favorite line in the movie is probably the lamest favorite line to have, but it's the he's already warned Vinny about what to wear in his courtroom, right? And then Vinny shows back up in his black leather shit, and he's like, "Stand up! What are you wearing? I thought I told you to dress appropriately." <laughs> he's in like, my "What are you wearing?" Room. He's like, "Clothes." And he's like, "You were serious about that?" <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that is great. Oh, and that, that's a great, that's a great smash cut. Like, you were serious about that? Boom. Boom. He's back in fucking jail. He's in the, he's in the little <laughs> yeah. van going back to yeah, jail. Yeah, like, boo, that's so badass. Uh, and he, oh, and that, that's when he's like, he's like patting on, he's like, yeah, yeah he's he, he's getting his mojo. That's when Stan really starts worrying that yeah. he needs a new lawyer. Oh, oh man. I love it when the, that other lawyer comes in, though. Now, ah, 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 Oh, it's cool, too, great. like, we were talking earlier about, you know, both the people have told us that in law school they have to watch this movie because it sticks to procedure so well. Yeah, it's one of the most But uh, also, too, accurate. you get to see, like, how lawyers, not only is it procedure, but it's the show you're putting on in front of, you see, you know, the prosecutors um, really putting on a show, you know? Right. I Identical. <laughs> oh man, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, identical. I think they they a lot of uh, schools use it for the cross examination of a witness. It's right. that part that you know, Rusty said it was the procedure of you know this comes first, then this, then this. I'm sure I'm sure that as well. But the, yeah, the director actually went to law school, so it makes sense. Yeah, because Vinny doesn't know it. Because I mean, at first he's do you do your client plead guilty? Well, your honor is yeah guilty or not guilty. <laughs> If anything else comes out of your mouth besides guilty or not guilty, you will be held in contempt of court. I, it seems I don't even want to hear you clear your throat. I love it when he goes, it seems to me you want to skip this part. Go straight to trial. Oh, he explains it. He's like, he's like well, yeah. <laughs> Can we do that? Um, the, the stuttering uh, lawyer, is he the guy from Short Circuit? Yep. <laughs> That's the guy from Short Circuit. Yep. Sure is. Now, was Short Circuit before or after this? After? Uh, no, no, before. before. Yeah, it was the 80s. Because that was yeah, 85. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, interesting. It would have been around the time as Short Circuit 2. <laughs> <laughs> is he in Short Circuit 2? No, no, that guy's not in Short Circuit 2, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> I don't I can't remember Short Circuit 2. Short yep. Circuit 1, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, uh, uh, you know. Who's who's the uh, Indian uh, comedic actor that you oh, get back? Oh, yeah, I think he's the only returning guy. Remind me. No, the, the girl. Uh, the, she yeah, as she comes back in at the end. Like, uh, yeah, she shows up. No, Ali Sheedy's not. Does she not come up too? You you got the uh, Ali Sheedy's not. Ali Sheedy's not. Yeah, Ali Sheedy is not in that. Who's shit. the woman in it? Who's the fucking blonde? That's woman? the one where he like digs under the. Uh, <laughs> Johnny's in the tunnel with Oscar. Johnny's in the tunnel with Oscar. <laughs> I don't know who Cynthia Glib is. She was in Death Warrant. She was. Oh, now. she was in Fame, dude. So anyway, now that we got onto a, a sorry, <laughs> a really bizarre uh, short circuit. Uh, oh, you know, we got the short circuit. Oh well, no, it, no, it was uh, it was the guy, it was uh, the, the stuttering, stuttering lawyer, yeah, the stuttering lawyer, he's the guy from it. Short Circuit, yeah, yeah, fucking <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's boss, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Now we need to get off into a, a police academy rant. We'll just cover every shitty eighties comedy. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> like, calm down. Yeah, Jared's like, I'll totally. take you up on that. What, what's what's the '80s comedy where the guy was like, he, he uh, <laughs> seriously, what's the '80s comedy where the guy was like a delivery boy or like a pool boy or whatever, and he would go and he became like a, a prostitute for all the 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 mothers, the stay at home mothers, and he he would go and like fuck the, all these women. 
Damn, dude. Do you know what I'm talking about? Deuce Bigelow? No, no, no. This was the 80s. No. no. Okay, I, I can't no, remember the name no. of it. Anyways. I don't remember. He would show up like he's a delivery boy, and he would go in, and, and he would, you know, sleep with all these, like, uh, like uh, housewives and make all this extra money. I really, I'm really not good on comedies. That's probably, yeah. like, my weak point. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hell of a job. <laughs> hey, yeah, especially high school, you know, you're making all the extra fucking gigolo money? Somebody's got to do it, man. Shit. And Miss Vito, I'd answer her door every day. <laughs> Did you order milk today? No, I didn't. <laughs> How about this milk? <laughs> I, I think you ordered milk. <laughs> you could talk to me about car parts all the motherfucking time. And as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, I think she's fine as hell, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an obsession. No, I mean, on. just I've, I've got to spend more time looking at her uh, film catalog to see what else she's got. Like what 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 it took to get her to that Oscar. Uh, she, man, this was her like uh, first real movie. And she won an Oscar for it. Yeah, I think she was in one other feature film before this. I forget what it was. But yeah, that was wow. it. She did, she done some TV and some smaller roles, but. I think she did really good. That w- that was it. I mean, that's you know what kind of started that r- ridiculous rumor. Somebody misread the Oscar. So, what, what does IMDb say her top films that she's known for are at the top there? Uh, my cousin Vinny, The Wrestler, Boom. In the Bedroom, and The Big Short. Oh, The Big Short. I hadn't seen that one yet either. Apparently, it's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I it's about either. our industry, right? What? No, that's not that one. No, it's about Wall Street. It's Wall Street. Okay. It's about the. Uh, was, when did we go into Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking of something the big else. Short. Then. No, okay. he said it was about uh, our industry. It was like, when I thought, did I thought we one was about Wall Street. Because it says short, and you think it's a short film? No, yeah, I'm, I'm confusing it with something else. <laughs> oh, okay, the other uh, the, the movie she did before was Oscar. That's actually kind of strange. You do a movie called Oscar, and the next year you win an Oscar? Like, oh, what? We, we How need to do, ironic. We need, we need to do a movie called 50 Million. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's dream a little higher. <laughs> All right, three hundred million. <laughs> Just billion. Cool billion. That's what it'd be called. Right. <laughs> Secure billion. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brian. Yes, sir. When was the first time you saw this film? Oh man, I don't, I don't remember. Really? Yeah. So I, this I, one didn't I really stick don't. to you like it did me and Jeremy. Uh, you know, man, you know, to be honest with you, comedies really don't stick with me. Are there, you know, are there all, all that I mean, all that much? Are there any comedies that say, stick with you? What's your favorite comedy like, film? Yeah, uh, the like the, the really, really no, good ones like this. Ace that, I mean, I remember those because they're good Caddy movies. Shack. Ghostbusters, <laughs> kind of a comedy. Uh, probably my favorites, yeah, either The Big Lebowski or, or Rushmore. Those those are probably my two favorites. It's Rushmore funny, really? Yeah, dude, Rushmore's hilarious. Bottle Rocket's funny too, right? No, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Bottle Rocket, but Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> and Rushmore are are, are priceless. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So you're not a fan of Rushmore, I take it. I need to watch it again. You I was, should, I was a pretentious film student when I saw it, and I'm, I will see it differently now. Oh, well, then you should have loved it. I mean, it's it hits that, like, pretentious... Uh, it's, like, so pretentious, it's to the realm of comedy, but that's what the main character is. Like, like the main character let me, let me is put, so... Let me put this in perspective. So pretentious. I was playing Magic the Gathering, and I'd never smoked weed at this point. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody else out there? Uh, you know, uh, 22 uh, uh, years old, uh, no, no. smoking weed and playing Magic the Gathering, spending money. You know, hey, you know, <laughs> teach your own, bro. You know, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is Magic <laughs> the Gathering? <laughs> really? Do you know what Dungeons and Dragons is? Well, I, yeah. I know what they are. I've never. Okay, so, so let's. In the 80s, right? <laughs> that's, that's Wizards and Warriors. Nah, there was a Dungeon and Dragon like cartoon, wasn't it? Oh, maybe a cartoon. I'm talking about a film. Anyways, uh, let's, let's take. Uh, 
the entire like d- dungeon master making up campaigns and dice. Well, there are some dice. It, but take all that out of it and you put it all down to a card game. That's kind of a strategy card well, game. That sounds so in- fucking boring. Fuck you, bro. It was great. Well, I, I'm sure my wife knows what it is. She's like, well, yeah, let's play. Are you saying something like I need to change my tampon? I'm sure my wife knows what it is. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Hey, why don't you go get some cranberry juice? Because you're on your period. <laughs> I happen to love cranberry juice no, even I, when I'm was, not on my period. I'm just saying that they're... That's my favorite part of The Departed. It's just one of those things I'd never heard of. Anyway, well, I guarantee you... A large majority. But I was making the point that it's probably something popular right. that lots of people like that right. I've just never heard of. I'm just saying. I, I, I like, really, lots of people like comedies, and Brian's like, fuck them. I understand that. But, you know, the, the, I didn't say fuck them. I just said it's a. It's an what I'm trying to Brian. say is, like, your point of view at a specific time in life will make you see things differently. It's kind of like how a lot of the films you watch now do not stand up at all. What was your, what was your most favorite movie as a kid? Schindler's List. Oh fuck oh, you! No, man. it was not. <laughs> Most favorite movie as a kid? I don't fucking know. It was. It was probably uh, Empire Strikes Back. Hold, hold on, hold on. Twelve year old Brian. What was your most? Oh, twelve year old Brian. Let, let, let me put it to where you're actually th- enjoying films. Twelve year old Brian. That uh, was probably either uh, Halloween, The Exorcist, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Holy fuck! <laughs> so you didn't have over overproductive parents like I did. Yeah, I mean, I saw Halloween when I was ten. I mean, because that's when I started getting into that, uh, you know, really getting into like horror, horror outside of just, you know, monster and, and kid stuff. Right. Was See, was like those preteen years in between like 10 I to had super overprotective mom. See, I, I couldn't get access to those movies until I I'll tell you, first time I ever saw a movie like that. I, there was this place in West Memphis called um, Discotheque. It's where people would kind of go in and trade CDs and movies and stuff. Excuse me. And I uh, finally uh, 16 years old was able to drive. And uh, I would drive up there and I would buy old like movies and just kind of take them back and watch them without, you know, <laughs> so I would have to watch things like Evil Dead and, you know, things like that just kind of on, on my on my own. I, was, I wasn't I didn't have access to it. So think, watching things like My Cousin Vinny uh, on TBS, you know, um, <laughs> that's how I that's how I kind of got my, my movies. <laughs> the really edited uh, version of The Exorcist. <laughs> Your mother sucks. Uh, your mother so sucks in hell, Marin. I Shit had like this, that. This duality of a childhood of my mom forbid me to even watch Ghostbusters. Like oh, that wow. was you were not allowed to watch it. See, I, I saw that on TV. It's probably HBO. Dad was like, "I want to watch the new Friday the Thirteenth. I'm watching it. You're in the room. You're watching it." Right. See, my my parents didn't. They don't even listen to music, which is weird. But then at a certain point, though, <laughs> I weird. also realized like, that none. Maybe in the car, but like you know. But if I'm if I'm in the car with my dad and I turn the music on, he's like, and he, he's trying to talk. He's like, oh, that's annoying me. Turn that off. I'm telling you, that's for, for that, me to be that, the kinda... artistic musician, or filmy person that I am is very weird because I did not come from that. Yeah, because I mean, like it, like an older generation, you'd think that you know their parents grew up on radio more than they grew up on a television in their house. So you think that coming from a background, you know, like or either would, that or they're like, we could communicate by speaking. Turn the damn music down. Cause, I mean, because I take it your dad like didn't grow up with a TV in this house, right? When he was uh, no, he had radio and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. they but they told me that when I was a baby that they would uh, prop me up on a pillow in front of the TV, and the only time I cried is when I was hungry or wet. So I grew up on. I, yeah, okay, so do you remember the movie Scrooged? Oh yeah, yeah, Bill. Murray. You grew up. He's he's he's, he's like, you grew up in front of the TV. And it's like I'm motherfucking Bill Murray in Scrooged <laughs> as a child. I grew up watching. Then why aren't you this rich? I'm working on <laughs> network. <it. laughs> 
love that movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god, because I didn't, I didn't grow up in that world. But yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I, it's, it's just the maybe it's the access to you know maybe, maybe the reason that this film speaks to me because it was something I saw. Like as you can see, I, I fucking have vivid memories of like specific lines and stuff. Maybe it's because I've just seen it so many fucking times. Well, see, I also when I saw it in the theater, I couldn't wait for it to come out on VHS so I could right. show it to my dad because I knew my dad would love it. Right. Uh, and I remember when it came out on VHS, we got it reservate, reserved. You know, he loved it. I was so proud. I was like, yeah, I knew you'd like it. <laughs> yeah. So you still never told me what your favorite comedy is. It's, pro- it's probably Big Lebowski or Rushmore. It, it's, it's probably, those, those are the two that I, I, I go back to the most. Let's take it back to what's, uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I mean, now, I, like, when I was a teenager, it was probably, like, yeah, it was probably Dumb and Dumber. I, I remember quoting that a lot. I remember quoting That's what jerk. I was wanting to know. Yeah, yeah. And when you're a young kid, not, not what you looking back on, it's like, hmm, what I think the most funny comedy is. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it has like, to be The I, Big Lebowski. What I'm watching now. Yeah, because The Big Lebowski, like, appeals no, no, the to big me Le- now. The Big Lebowski is a fucking film, okay? I'm talking about a comedy. The Big Lebowski <laughs> is not a film. Bro. No. Yes. No. Yes. It's still a comedy, bro. So that, comedies can't be films? Well, it, it, dude, it, the whole the whole point of the of the movie is that the plot is ridiculous and it makes no You're sense. You're one of these people who agree that the comedies shouldn't get Oscars. No. <laughs> Most probably shouldn't because they're very formulaic. Like I get very right, tired right. of like repeats and remakes of His Girl Friday because that's what most comedies wow. are. See, Let's break pro- it down. I haven't seen His Girl Friday. Well, there you go. Maybe I should see where it Howard, all comes from. Yeah, Howard Hawks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have we done His Girl Friday on the podcast? We haven't. That should be in the queue now that now that's a, ra- a great romantic comedy i've seen i've seen that at is that, least is that the, is that the like the antithesis of romantic comedy is, is yeah. that that when harry met sally before yeah. when harry met sally yeah is there i'll have what it, she's having in that it's uh it's like it's like uh what are they the two right, reporters so what's the antithesis of like american pie oh Ooh. i don't even know where that porkies. started porkies. yeah but it, it had to have started before porkies on on that level no, you know the story of a bunch of teenage dudes that want to get French laid. There's some film that, that precedes Porky's. Well, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> but I mean, America. Like, <laughs> where that idea came from, like before the nudie, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Where did the sex comedy originate? I don't because the Graduate would be before, and it. I don't know if it was a comedy though. There, there's like there was some moments. No, in the, the Graduate. Graduate, the Graduate's a comedy, bro. Yeah, it's on AFI's top 100 comedies. Just because the last shot is not funny doesn't mean it's not a comedy. The last shot is badass. Yeah. But come on, dude, that's like the great situational humor. Like yeah. Dustin Hoffman, like uh, just like, oh my god, it's a naked woman right in front of you. Uh, uh, what am I? Do- are you trying to seduce me? Uh, <laughs> are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Uh, like, uh, no, what, man. Like we talk- got Joe Pesci voice coming. <laughs> I know. It's, 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 it's the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and like uh, completely. Uh, we, like remember studying that film as far as like you know using the you know narrow aspect ratio for for framing and composition to box people in and you know use of mike nichols yes jerking off on our face with all this amazing camera stuff yeah I, I i like i like older stuff i like michael nichols uh comedies a lot like i just recently saw uh, carnal knowledge i thought that was great i liked american pie that's the reason i brought it up <laughs> you know i watched american pie recently american- and it was actually it was an enjoyable watch yeah i don't know it's just kind of it's just all the Blink-182 pisses me off. It's like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for my time. Yeah. <laughs> like all that shit. It's like it really dates it. Like I want to watch that movie with a teenager today. Like just to see like, do they even fucking understand what's happening on screen? Of course they do. What are you talking about? 
Well, they haven't forgotten sex. <laughs> they're just as well, horny I, now. All of it's there. It, it's, I, it feels I, I, wasn't, I wasn't referring to the, the sex part since, you know, that's how we procreate our species. I was more referring to, like, the internet and how, like, it's they're, the way they're using it and, like, how it's, like, this crazy oh, it, new thing yeah, that it, everybody is, like, getting on. Like, it's, like, it's just bizarrely handled now when you watch it. But, wait, okay, so so put the, put that in, in perspective. And uh, then Pure Genius. Great comedy, but it, but when you look at that, it feels very dated because it, it, it's technology in that time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I, I, I think I think I think you could see it through that prism and saying this is definitely you know late '90s. And the jokes uh, are also think- a little. Well, they're a little stale. Like, it's like watching Porky's now. Like, I, I didn't grow oh. up with Porky's as a teenager, but when you go back and watch it's Porky's, very dating. It, it's kind of weird. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like, that, like the scene when they're, like, looking through the girls yeah. and the I people. really liked Porky's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even as a he, like, kid. like, put I his tongue really through like the that. hole and all that. Yeah. Like, you know, they put soap on it. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would like to see what, like, a, a modern-day teenager, what is their take on, like, American Pie? We need to do a kids react to American Pie. Yeah, is that is does that well, blow my their kids mind? get a little older? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> line them up and like. This. Well, you know, I've noticed that like they're usually pretty good about just you know taking a movie for when it was made, like accepting the world they're being presented. I mean, if you got the history to back it up, you know. <laughs> so before he's like, okay. I mean, kids, like when they were watching Back mind. to the Future, they never went. Why is he running to the mall? Just call him on the cell phone. Like they understood that there was no cell phone. Yeah, there's some things I remember even like Back to the Future just being like, you know, like how much a soft drink cost or like how he gets the the bottle off. I was, I was that was something that was completely lost to me because it's you that's know, it's a great 50s comedy. It's 50s stuff. That is a good comedy. It's an action adventure comedy. That that's another one of the if we're considering that comedy, that'd be another one as a kid, comedy-wise. I I loved. So I don't see that straight up comedy though. Well, look, that's just as much as a comedy as Ghostbusters. No, I, I, I was saying Ghostbusters as, as a joke, trying to get you to something. I oh. see what you're saying. You're, you're looking for that just straight up. Straight comedy. The story is there just to make you laugh. Right. The mask. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the mask. Oh, no, no. That, that's over the top. I mean, I was when I was a kid. Like Jim Carrey was hysterical when I was a teenager. But there's like something I that never, happens when you... I never got into Jim Carrey either. Some something when you're 17, it's just like, yeah, it's not really funny anymore. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> I outgrew you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Go away, Jim Carrey. No one liked you. <laughs> or maybe his movies. I like him in Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that was great. Yeah, totally. Truman Show's great. Truman like Show's great. I can really still great. watch that. That's not a comedy, yeah. though. <laughs> we can talk about all these other movies that are not comedies. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this one's definitely a comedy because it's presented as such. And it's a, yeah. I think it's a well-written comedy. No, man, it's got great dialogue. There, there are moments uh, and the, where... And the, the, the way the court case unrolls and the evidence that I thought that was just genius. It, f- it has the pacing of an older film at times. And then, like, it's noticeable to me like, as far as, like, how things kind of move. But every now and then, man, there are just, like, scenes where, like, you know, the scene in the bedroom where they click. Like, there's just, like... Really amazing acting. Like, like they just fall into the, the rhythm of, of the actors playing off. You can tell they're having fun doing it. So there's, there's, like, magic there. It's, like, really great casting. Really, you know. And everything's really simply shot. It's just fucking acted really well. Yeah, like, even really the lighting. The lighting is really flat. There's terrible yeah. shadows. And, like, and everything's, like, everybody's lit on the front side. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, you know, this had a budget. What are y'all doing? It looks like shit. But, like, but, like, you just, but just watch the actors. Well, I think it's an example, too, of actors that have a good script that they believe in. You know, totally. they're wanting to put more into it. Um, yeah. My dad's a mechanic. And at the end of the <sighs> movie, when... You know, they reveal that that car couldn't have done it. He he literally because leaned of positive traction. He literally leaned back and went, "That's right. Totally missed that." 
Of course she did. <laughs> Everybody did. That's crazy. Um, of course, and of course, at the end when they win, uh, there's this like. <laughs> next time anybody watches this film, uh, go down, go to the end, watch the point where uh, they come back with the verdict of of not guilty. Uh, the other, he's like, you know, the state the state wishes to to uh, to uh, you know uh, remove all charges or whatever. There is this swell. Music that it sounds it's so fucking loud and on cue and gets just so big so quickly it's like someone hit play on a boombox in the room. <laughs> like right at the moment. Oh, it's it, got a couple of those moments it's like, where it's wow, like wow, it's like uh, over the it, fucking it top. It captures that kind of rocky triumphant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like when uh, the public defender stands up and stutters through his whole case, and then <laughs> Vinny gets up and kind of makes a point. I think it's the glasses, right? Oh yeah, he goes over. He's like, he's like, well, he's like, oh, those are readers. And then um, Stan goes, I want him. Yeah, yeah. They big, big punch in on him. Oh, and they do a lot of Dutch angles in this movie. Yeah, they do. They like, they, they you know, when, they, when they're really pushing on something to be a little odd, like in that in that shot where it's like a low angle Dutch to the left, and he's like, I want him, and he points. And anytime they introduce somebody, they're like you know, and, and it's kind of leaning towards the other way, there's that weird Dutch low angle. Man, I don't like how this movie shot at all. It, it looks, uh, <laughs> it looks multicam as fuck. The lighting is flat. It is, uh, yeah, it's gross. And the, the the way the fucking shots are cut together do not make a fucking lick ton of sense. It's chopped together. Like when the two kids, the college kids, are brought into the jail cell for the first time. There's this weird like pan shot, and then it cuts to like a crane shot that's over the head that yeah, starts right. going down. You're right, and it's like what the hell? And then they got a dolly shot on the inside that's yep. on the right side of the action, right? And they're just dollying down with the actors. And then they just cut to, like, this shot. It's, like, dead on. And they're walking to the camera. And yep. It's like, who, who planned this shit? It, it, it's, it's like, we have a budget, so we're going to do these moves. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had the same, like, this feels really strange. Yeah. And also, I noticed how sloppy some of the camera moves were. Like, like when they would, like, dolly in and kind of, like, land, they'd wiggle a little bit. You know, I was like, it's like this is, like... Like I said, maybe maybe things are just so much uh, the technology is farther along to do the type of shots that we do, and, and we can smooth them out so much easier. I, I think because, a, a little bit maybe because when I mean look at like I was like I, I, I noticed a lot that. of like dolly wiggle and like you know kind of like hitting your mark and then rocking back a little bit like some stuff happening in this. I was like wow, this is actually kind of sloppily shot. You definitely see that more in older movies. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's got it was forgiving. It's like, or maybe we're just too, like, like you know, close to, or, you I know. I can't remember which movie. There's one. I just don't think they Superman. gave a fuck, man. I think it was just, like, multi, multi-angle multi setups, and it's just like, hey, look, we got a dolly, and then we got a camera. We're getting a lockdown. Let's let's roll this bitch. Performance good. Let's move on. I mean, that's how it seems. This is seven pages a day. <laughs> I mean, well, they had a budget, so hopefully they're not doing seven pages a fucking day. <laughs> God damn, that's a lot. <laughs> Fucking roll. It's all dialogue. Flat. <laughs> We're just going, guys. We're just going to sit here and talk all day. It's just one angle on Joe Pesci. Go. <laughs> last time I... <laughs> Joe Pesci. Last time I worked... Last time I worked with Scorsese, we were doing four pages a day. We got to jump into seven, boys. <laughs> oh, they fuck you in Atlanta. <laughs> they fuck you when you film in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> You want to play the trailer? All right, fair enough. All right, guys, so we're going to... Don't break protocol, Brian. <laughs> gonna... I'm going to keep you on protocol, bitch. Feels like he's phoning us <laughs> in. I know. It's like, he's like, I don't like comedies. <laughs> we're going to play the trailer. Next week, we're watching Problem Child. <laughs> God damn it. 
damn it. <laughs> We're not coming back. We're not doing shit. We're going to play the trailer and I'm blowing this fucking podcast up. Please don't let my real voice get out. A funny thing happened to William and Stanley on their way to college. At what point did you shoot the clerk? They got framed for murder. Whoa! Wait a minute! Now, two kids from New York are in deep trouble. It's time to make your phone calls. The clan's here. They're in bread. They sleep with their sisters. In the deep south. Some of them do. And only one man can save them. We need to call an attorney, a great attorney. He's not your typical hero. We got an attorney in the family. Great, who? He's... My cousin Vinny. You stick out like a sore thumb around here. Oh, yeah, you blend. You graduated from law school six years ago. What have you been doing since? Studying for the bar. That's a lot of studying. What's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure. I just actually never seen a grit before. It's his first case. Now, did not tell you dress appropriately. You were serious about that? The way you handled that, Judge. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. It's their last chance. The two youths. Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a youth? But with Vinny's style, I wore this ridiculous thing for you. And Vinny's girlfriend. We agreed to get married as soon as you won your first case. My biological clock is ticking like this. And the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. They're dead meat. May I have permission to treat Ms. Beetle as a hostile witness? Do you think I'm hostile now? Wait till you see me tonight. Joe Pesci is my cousin Vinny. You two know each other? Yeah, she's my fiance. Well, that would certainly explain the hostility. All right, welcome back to the podcast. That was a terrible trailer. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad. I mean, like, look, they still nineties trailer. Man. Look, they give away every fucking part of the movie. Love like, that you, trailer. <laughs> Really? Yeah. It's you. You have brought up almost, almost everything in the trailer, so at least I know you've actually seen the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. That's what. That's that's the point, though. All the memorable shit is in the trailer. Unlike, <laughs> unlike the Rogue One trailer, the most memorable parts didn't even make the fucking film. <laughs> right. But this one, every single thing in that fucking, <laughs> and every single thing in that trailer. Is, is in, in the, the movie, movie. And unlike Rogue One. But anyways, everything in that trailer is in the movie, <laughs> and it's badass. Like, but yeah, yeah, it's totally. Oh it, it, How dare they make a trailer that actually is in the movie? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but it, my, my biggest qualm with that oh, trailer is is that, is that it gives away the entire film. It doesn't give away the ending. Yeah, it didn't give away the entire thing. Dude, it has uplifting music. You know that they're going to get off. Well, you know they're going to get off. With Marissa Tomei. I mean, God, she is fucking fine. You don't really think the movie, this comedy about of cousin Vinny showing up to be the lawyer, is going to end with the kids frying and well, Vinny cousin going, Vinny. "Fuck, I guess you're not getting married." Right. You know, that'd be a, a really nice dark twist. Uh, I don't know. So I'm in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci is, and he's got that fucking giant smile on his face at the end. He's like, he's like, <laughs> Joe Pesci is single forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's with that fucking fire. dude. I'm telling you, she's over his like. She's out of his league. He's not. He's not going to marry her until he wins a case. That's right. And maybe that's what took him. Like, like, look, he he's like, fuck. You know, I've already made this promise. So as soon as I win my first case, I'm a badass lawyer, guys. I can argue. <laughs> but here's the deal. You can't argue. I think I can stretch this out like six years. <laughs> you know, 
I'll st- look, look, she's fine as shit. She's 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 she's, she's, she's beyond me. That, okay? I know she's gonna change, <laughs> guys. It's as the most soon un- as I get married. No, I know that's what I'm saying. So we can stretch. She's gonna be like like pining for me, and she's gonna support me and what I want to do. And I can. It's like fuck. I can stretch it out this bachelorhood and still be with this fine ass woman. I just fell the bar six what? times. He, no, no, look, he, he needs, needs to lock that down as soon as he can. He needs to put a ring on it. So I'm saying, look, this this movie came out way before this women's movement. She was sticking by her man. Dude, look, I'm just saying, if Joe Pesci got that, yeah, he would not have waited that long. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it would have been locked down much sooner. But it, it's but apparently it's, it's not Joe Vinny. Pesci. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Vinny Bag of Donuts. I mean, like <laughs> you know, <sighs> you know, this is where the movie is really falling apart for us. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing we can't get over with my cousin Vinny. Joe Pesci, how the fuck did you end up with this hot she woman? She is so fine, and she's all about Vinny. Uh, you know, they don't have any good Chinese food here. I bet you they're all <laughs> will terrible. You, will you quit talking about Chinese food? <laughs> I can't do this voice right now. But <laughs> Was that a thing? Was like, Were there like, you know, like Chinese no, buffets no, 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 no. everywhere in, at, in New at York that at time, that time? At that time. Chinese food had had a major boom in New York. Oh, really? So that that's when you know, oh, like see, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, man. So that that's kind of like how now we've got like Indian and Vietnamese places are kind of popping. You know, Chinese food had a real big push. Late, mean, when we went to New 90s. York, there was lots of Chinese places. Right. Some of the best Chinese food I've ever had is in New York. Uh, probably, probably uh, Chicago. Oh, I didn't have it there. Yeah, I, it, best hamburger Chicago. Yeah. Okay, man, Kuma's Corner. It's a heavy metal burger bar just down Ooh. from Electrical Audio. It's amazing. All right. Next time I go, I will look that place up, man. And, and, and don't. I, I'm down for a burger now. Good and burger? let them cook it how they cook it. Oh, don't don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with it. It's going to come out and you're like, it's too pink. I ain't going to eat it. And I'm like, eat it, Brian. It's delicious. <laughs> so let them do what they know. Okay. Get the Pantera get the Pantera burger. Tell the it, Pantera burger. Get the Pantera burger. Holy shit. Tell them to. Run it through the kitchen and, and make and make it like the chef wants it. And I'm telling you, we came it's back heavy the next metal day. in your mouth. We came back the next day. It was so badass. Oh. We we put off getting a fucking deep dish pizza to come back and get this burger. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why we don't talk about comedies because now we're talking about burgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're just segue. We're gonna get back into it. Anyways, she's fine, guys. This movie in this movie, she's really great. <sighs> Maybe that's why I liked it so much as a kid. You have a crush on Melissa Tomei? Yeah, I, I didn't realize it until two days ago. Yeah. I was just like, God damn, she's fine. You know, also, I, I'm recently single, so maybe I've just, like, put that switch on. It's been like, things are <laughs> things can be available again. <laughs> maybe I'll look to <laughs> 1992. <laughs> Where's my time machine? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going, I have to, you know, I'm going back and reliving video games. I've got to go back and relive all the hot women that I didn't get a chance to, like, really think of. It's like, oh, my gosh, she is fucking fine. I did not fine. properly get to, oh. You go back, you meet her, and you're like, look, I just want to tell you, take the role in My Cousin Vinny. You'll win an Oscar for that. <laughs> oh, you're so supportive. You go back in time to be your agent? Hey, no, and when you do, look up this seven-year-old boy named Jared. No, you're back in time. You're back in time as a full-grown man. Why oh, look up your seven-year-old because self? Because that way I'd have money later. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, no, now I we're just... getting creepy. <laughs> it was the early 90s. You could do that back then. <laughs> what? 
And it's not creepy. Like it's not creepy when it, when it, when a woman gets with a young man because then you're like, fuck yeah, man. But if a man gets with a young woman, you're like, oh, the fucking bastard. What is it? But you that? know, like, but like, you know, like, 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 let's say, like, a 26 year old teacher like fucks a 16 year old student. You're like, good for him, man. What a fucking like, all player. The, all the like 16 year olds are like, he's so lucky. Yeah. What? The, what? Really? But you know, like, it's 26 year old man fucks 16 year old girl. What a monster. Yeah. It's like, uh, was it the South Park episode where the where the, where the mom comes and reports to the police like, oh my my uh, underage son is having sex with this uh, teacher. They're like, oh my god, that's disgusting. And they, they say their name, and it's like Mrs. And they're like, wait, it's a woman. Nice. <laughs> and they're like, nice. Yes. Well, I mean, let's get real. Like, <laughs> what what dude hasn't had a crush on the hot teacher at least once? I'm telling in their you, life? totally. <sighs> I mean, see, some of these yeah. teachers are like yeah. 22 years old. Right. Teaching 19 year olds. Oh, yeah. Girl. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my goodness. She could go to the bar with you and teach you something. <laughs> <laughs> if she looked like Marissa Tomei, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> all right, go. I'll eat some grits with you. Going back to my cousin Vinny, I do like the uh, the pacing uh, <laughs> in, the, in the beginning of the film. The, the pacing when it establishes the whole case of uh, mistaken tuna that causes the whole situation to spiral out of no, control. And Yeah, like, it's, good, it's good storytelling. I, like, yeah, it the way, sets the, it up the comedy. The way everything is laid out, like, okay, you know, they think it's the can of tuna. You're like, well, obviously it's not that. This situation is getting really bad. And then how you're revealed, every piece of information along the way, it's funny. And it, yeah. it, it does keep the pace. So you can hurriedly get to Joe Pesci's entrance, which is amazing. Oh, dude, the scene where he comes into the, uh, he comes, <laughs> so dude thinks, all right, so the, uh, not, not Ralph Macchio, uh, the other fellow. Oh, in the jail? He goes in jail and he's, he's like, he's like, do you know what happens in here, right? He's like, yes, I know what happens. I'm going to fucking take a nap, you fucking queer. And like, so anyways, so, anyway, so he, he thinks, you know, and so the, the cops come, he's like, I got somebody for you. Or just somebody's here for you, yeah, or whatever. And he's like, comes in. Stan totally thinks he's here. To- <laughs> he's, he's he's there. He, he's like dressed up. He comes in, takes his jacket off. He's like, "All right, how do you want to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't want to do this. It's your ass, <laughs> not mine. It's your ass, not mine. Oh, dude, it's so many, so many amazing. Like you know, somebody's getting yeah. fucked. <laughs> you know, and they didn't feel forced either. It was that felt that just that the, the timing on all of that was like really great. Even Joe Pesci, when he's finally, like, he's fed up and he goes to wake up Ralph Macchio, just the look on his face is hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I'm done with you. I'm not even, I don't want to help you, you know. He's like, you start smacking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vin, Vin. <laughs> yeah, the director liked that scene so much. That was the, I think the one thing when they were going back rewriting the script to stay true to, like, you know, the law and everything and what would actually happen. That was the one thing that they decided, like, well, you know what? We're going to keep this in. This would never happen. You'd never go to the jail cell as a lawyer. But... It's too well written. Yeah. So and it is good. It's a little dated, though. <laughs> it's a little dated. But, th- but that's okay. No, it, it is. It still works. No, it totally works. Like I said, but what's nice is, like, like I said, they don't, they don't cut around. They, you know, it's, it's very simply shot. I think it could be prettier, you know, especially yeah. knowing that it had a budget. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you really get the performance because they just let it live. It's kind of like a play in certain aspects. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah. especially how, how big it is, like all the performances are really big. Yeah, and they'll, and they'll, yes, you're right, and because they will let things live and a wide, and they'll just go in for like when that when an actor needs to like 
say their kitschy line is or their joke, they'll punch in for that real quick at right. a, you know, a moment or like, you know, especially in the courtroom on the judge, they'll punch into him, get out. And then we'll punch in when Joe Pesci says something funny right. and then we're out to those, uh, those wider shots or masters. So Brian, <laughs> <laughs> what's your score on this one? How many Elkins? Oh, wow, man. We're just going straight, straight to the end. Yeah, uh, we're almost to an hour, baby. You know, um, I'd give it a six or a seven. Ah, see that that's, that's high marks. Well, okay. Oh, look, look, you know, I would say let's look, we got to talk about this rating system because I I want to rate each movie individually, not as like a this is a collective rating. So just because this got a six and Jaws got a nine, that doesn't necessarily mean this well is Jaws a would always get a ten. Okay, so it's not like this got a six and Rogue One got a three. From you, uh, <laughs> no. I, mean, like, I, think, I think each movie should be judged on its its, its own merit because, like, if we start comparing like everything together, that, that's really not fair. Like, if we start comparing like Jaws to you know Citizen Kane to so what does a phantasm? What does a six mean? A six, I would say, okay, like six is the script is really good. Okay, the performances are very solid. The blocking is pretty good. The movie is shot like dog shit, man. It's really it's it is stale in the cinematography. It is super stale in the cinematography. Some of the jokes are repeated just a little bit too much for my liking, and the middle section is just a, like I would I'd probably cut out ten minutes middle of that movie. You know, I even for the '90s, you just look just think I'm just thinking about like other '90s films, and this is a two-hour comedy. It's kind of long. There's a lot of story in there, Brian. <laughs> no, not in the middle, man. I would say a lot of that's a lot of that's jokes, and there's there's you know there's even like set up like I, I would even say the the guy with the the money owing the money. I don't really even feel like that subplot is needed in the movie at all whatsoever. I think that's it, to push his confidence. That's when he really knows he's got there. You know? No, no, I don't. I don't feel like that. That's not what I got out of that. I got that like he finally punches that guy out because he even says something like before he punches him. He's like, I got this guy trying to kick my ass. And that, that's something else that's also oh, bothering me. It's when he's piling on all the shit. Like, yeah. you know, she, she, she's like, my, my biological clock is ticking. She's like, I, I want to get married and have a baby. Yeah, and, and I got he's like, this guy. Yeah. He's trying to kick my ass. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, how much more shit do you want to pile up? And then, then there's a great moment. She has a beat, and she's like, I guess it was a bad time to bring it up. That shows the badassness of their relationship, and that would never fucking happen with a woman, where they would instantly be like, yeah, you're right. I, I kind of brought that up at the wrong time, uh, but she, that's why she's amazing, guys. She would she's totally be like, "How amazing. dare you, yeah, know, you start yelling at me?" Especially and then, so that's the most beautiful woman because she can have that clicky attitude, but she's still gonna think I'm right. Touche. I'm telling you, that's why she's amazing, guys. I will also say it's it's one of the better courtroom films, like just better than Officer and a Gentleman. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Would, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Better, much, yes, <laughs> it's a lot more joyful. You know, I, I, Twelve Angry Men's better. Um, you know, like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is better. Anatomy for a Murder is better. Oh, that most recent Zuckerberg like uh, like uh, thing at the you know where he got called in for questioning that was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would I would say this is like a top five, top ten for sure courtroom film. I don't even know if I could name ten courtroom. Films. I mean, there's there's a bunch that are not as superior. Is like I don't think A Few Good Men is as good as this. I was just thinking about that one scene, but yeah. Um, so what's your rating there, Jared? It's a solid eight. Oh, that's respectable. That's respectable. It's a solid eight for me. I, I've got a lot of like childhood memory. A lot of like you know, I, I I remember scenes of this movie fondly. I remember enjoying it. Like watching it gives me like this nostalgia. I nostalgia hard. He's falling asleep. What do you think about it? What's your what's your rating, brother? I'd give it an eight. Boom, eights. 
double eights over here. Way to go. I got to fucking fuck this shit up and bring it down. Damn. <laughs> well, we could have triple we've eights. established that you don't like comedies. <laughs> no, you know, as a, as a genre overall, yeah. You ever seen the movie Stay Tuned? Yes. John Ritter? Yeah, I've Sucking seen that. the TV? Yeah, they start going yeah. through, yeah. It's got that uh, pedophile dude from uh, Ferris Bueller. Yes. Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, yeah. Yeah. We just talked about him on Beetlejuice. <laughs> Not convicted once. Not twice. But a three-time felon. Sorry, guys. Hey, he was still, he was still in... Um, Stay sleep, tuned. I'm still hollow. watching child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't help it. It's a mental illness. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's something. Beetlejuice is a good comedy. Yeah, it's a solid comedy. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, I like, oh yeah, I like Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's a good one, man. Yeah, but that's got a lot, you know, like just a lot more. There's for a me. lot of story in that one too. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in that. Oh, well, there's some problems in that movie too. Have you story. done that one yet? Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't listened to it. Damn, I need to listen to that. He did that and didn't call me. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Well, man, it's, 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 I know it's, it's okay. It's when you were super busy. And, oh yeah. You, know, you, you didn't even ask. I would have made time. Well, we, you know, we guys don't respond to my texts, man. I just, I respond to every text. I will show you the entire time stamp. I, I, I don't remember getting a Beetlejuice text. I never got you? a Beetlejuice text. Well, when, when I ask you guys like, Hey, we gonna come here and do a podcast. And then like, nobody, you know, responds. There's like, Oh, this is, you know, like, this week later don't on. Don't air our shit on the air. <laughs> All right, hey, Benson, you got, do you have any any fucking final thoughts outside of your number? I love this movie. There you go. Solid. Yeah, I it's mean, just a dense yeah. comedy. It's like every line, just, there's layers of jokes. I love it. There's great acting, great actors, great script, shitty lighting, fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> great actors, great lines, doo-doo lighting. You know, hey. But they, 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 got, they got it on the film. It was exposed, and it cut together, and it made... A really good classic movie that most people you bring it up to like. I love that movie. Yeah, you know, I, I will say like the performances are, are strong enough that they carry you through like the inconsistent shots and some things that don't really match up. Like first watch through, it's very easy to, to glaze over those. I mean, those it's, issues. it's just a movie that makes you feel happy when you watch it. It's the Shawshank yeah. Redemption of comedies. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. If you tell somebody, like, hey, man, you ever seen the Shawshank Redemption? Like, I fucking love that movie. If you ask somebody, hey, man, have you ever seen My Cousin Vinny? I fucking love that movie. It's the same response, see? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> somebody out there is nodding their head going, yeah, man, it is the Shaw- Shawshank yeah, Redemption I, I guess, I guess, comedies. Yeah. For some reason, that made Shawshank me think is of like- Stephen King. <laughs> he told a story once about when he, he ran into this... He, somehow or another, he ran into this lady at a grocery store, and... She said, "Like you're you're that writer Stephen King, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." She goes, "You write all that horror junk." And he's like, "Well, um, yeah, I guess I do." And then she goes, "Why don't you try to write something respectable like The Shawshank Redemption?" <laughs> well. And he's like, "Uh, I did. <laughs> I wrote that." <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something respectable like my cousin Vinny. <laughs> I mean, it's respectable. A lot of fucks though. I don't know if that lady would like that either. <laughs> I'm sure she enjoyed a lot of fucks in her day. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, and crew spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod, uh, occasionally on Instagram. Jeremy, where can people follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson on Twitter. 
Mr. Jared, where can our audience follow you? You can find me on the PlayStation Network and on uh, Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, and I frequent the movie crew, uh, like, Facebook plates. Leave us some fucking comments, please. Look at that, man. Throwing out that gamer tag, too. You're just like, hey. Hey, man. Anybody want to play some Fortnite? Hit me up. What about some five-star reviews on Apple? That'd be great. Oh, dude, look. If you if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a T-shirt. Of what? It doesn't matter. I just said I'll send you a T-shirt. If you send us, if you give us, listen to me, it doesn't matter. If you leave us a five-star review, we will contact you, and I will send you a T-shirt. Send them a movie crew t-shirt. Uh, well, yeah, we'll just get white t-shirts and then a I, sharpie. I, we'll, will. Each of us will sign it with a fucking sharpie and we'll send it to you. And I promise I will not put my balls on it. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review. Get a t-shirt. I feel like you almost should put your balls on it. Now. I'm just saying. I wonder how many t-shirts I'm going to have to hand out. <laughs> I'll do it, too. Uh, all right, guys. So, like always, we close out with a little bit of the soundtrack. Tonight's no exception. We're going to be playing track one from the My Cousin Vitty soundtrack titled Something's Wrong by oh. composer Randy Watson. You totally should play the Bible Belt song. That's the official video. All right. You can open with a Bible Belt song. <laughs> It's got movie clips in the video. Oh, girl. All right. I love those. So apparently we're going to be playing uh, <laughs> Something's Wrong by Randy Elderman. And then after that, we'll be playing the Bible Belt song by Travis Tritt. There you go. Enjoy. She could, she would loosen a notch in the Bible bed. 
There's a lot of good people. 